Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello and welcome to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. I'm Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. Okay, so we are going to talk about that topic that is so very important for all of us. I don't care what stage you're at in your business. I don't really care what niche you're in, whether it's organizing or productivity or home or business to business. It doesn't matter. Social media needs to be at the core of your marketing strategy. And this is not this is not the first time we've talked about social media. It will not be the last because it's just that important. And today we have a gentleman who just knows his stuff. We're going to talk about hashtags and how to effectively use social media in your business and how social media can work with your creative side, even if you feel like you don't have one. And I know you do. So today we have James Lott Jr. Okay. He's got some acronyms and he promised me that we would discuss them once I introduce him because I want to know what they are. James Lott Jr., A-F-I-S-C-N-A-C-T-A-C-C-P-M-O-O-A-C-H-O-C-C-T-M-D-D is the founder of the Super Organizer LLC. He has been in business for 10 years. He is a NAPO member and the founder of JLJ Media Black Hope Productions and has just celebrated 12 years in the entertainment field. He has created, produced, hosted over a thousand hours of TV shows for, I'm going to, I'm probably going to butcher her last name, but Maria Menunos after Buzz Media. His his radio show, The SOS Show with James Lott Jr., celebrates four years on the air and is on iHeartRadio. In addition, he has four other podcasts, 10 published books, music singles, albums, and his five-year-old blog, The Super Organizer Universe. His TV show, Breaking Into, just won the Capital City Web Award for Best News Entertainment Series. James is also a certified life coach and certified home organization coach and holds an honorary doctorate in divinity. He lives in LA and loves tending to his garden. James, welcome to our show. That person sounds so amazing. Who yeah, is he? Yeah, he's I'm good. Like, I want to meet him. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, how do you have time to live after all that stuff? <laughs> no, I am pumped because I'm so... This is not about me, and I understand that, but my background (laughs) is also in entertainment, so I'm really bummed to talk about social media from your background because we've talked about social media from like the typical marketing background, but I think what you bring to the table really engages the audience, and I know our listeners are going to be really excited to see how you tackle this, this beast. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. I'm merging the two my entertainment with my organizing and coaching and I'm merging them together, so to speak, in terms of social media. Uh, so I'm good. Approach, I'm taking the approaches, and we'll get into it, of course, later. I'm taking the approaches that I have taken in the entertainment field to promote and to strategize, and I'm using them in my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial business. So I'm, I'm doing that. 
So, James, I introduced you, you know, a brief summary, but can you tell us your story? And within that story, you have to tackle some of these acronyms because I need to know. Yes, yes. And I think our listeners do, yes. too. So go ahead. Give us the James story. So this is this is kind of the abridged version. I have a long story. I just turned 50 years old this year. So Woo-hoo. I've lived some life. <laughs> I'm a James of all trades. I have worked many different fields in my life, sometimes out of necessity, sometimes just because I want to try it. So I've done fields from hospitality to food service to merchandising and retail. And my first set of letters, AFIS, I used to be a farm and agricultural insurance specialist. Oh my gosh. Wow. I used to go to Midwest and the South and put on farm and ag conferences. And I got certified in that. And so I could talk about cranberry bogs and turkey ranches and all you know, I mean I could do all that. I could talk about all that stuff. Farm and agribusiness. I did that. That's the last job I had. After 10 years of doing that, I wasn't happy. I was turning 40 years old. I wanted to change my whole life. I was living in San Francisco, it's very expensive. And I decided I'm going back to LA where I'm from. I'm gonna take over the home that I grew up in and take it over and start my life anew. And I was like, part of that was entertainment. But I came back and didn't know what I was going to do. So I came back with my savings, came here and did it. And I didn't even know there was an organizing world. I just like to organize. And I was told <laughs> this brief story that I sat down with one of those ruled line pieces of paper and I wrote down every job I ever had and I wrote down all the things I liked about each job. Not the negative, the positive. I wrote down each one. And then I started circling the things that kept coming up. Filing, people, these certain hours. Like certain things started coming up. And I was like, Oh, and my Aunt Faith, who's always part of my story, said when she saw it, there's a business in here. I don't know what it is. There's a business in there. And I thought, entrepreneurship's for somebody else, not for me. I'm a person who just go to work and be a worker bee. And then I just do divine intervention because I also like cleaning. I just like doing all kinds of stuff around the house. I saw it on Google. Thank you, Google. And it was like organizing. Oh, that's something. And then I found Julie Morgenstern's, one of her books a big fan of hers, and her book basically changed my life. And then I started my business, one person at a time, word of mouth. Meanwhile, I was doing that. I was also an actor, and I was also writing. I was doing stuff on the side and doing like little side. I was in a show called House with you, Lori. And I also did a couple of shows. I was doing like that. I was doing both at the same time. I loved doing both. And I was like, I can do both if I want to. Like, why not? Just do both. And because I have a lot of time management skills. And early on, before I found NAPO, I found another place that was teaching certain time management stuff and organizational kind of classroom workshops. I started taking them. That's where some of those letters come from. They're just various organizing certifications. And then I found them. I found them, joined them. And then a little later after that, I became a life coach. I found Coach Training Alliance at ICF, International Coach Federation. And I went to school and became a certified life coach. That's where CATCC comes from, CHOC comes from. They're all from ICF and all of them. So I do both concurrently. So I've been a life coach for five years. I've celebrated five years. So I, well, I was doing all three things the same. It's kind of gathering things at the same time. And then I started a blog five years ago. Someone saw my blog. You never know who's watching you, people. You never know. They saw my blog and said, would you like to be on radio? You have that great voice. You should be on radio. And gave me a radio show. And that's the SOS show, which has now turned into this giant production that I do now every week on my own. But I got on iHeartRadio. And then another person, I went to a dinner party, and they were like, you should be on television as a host. Like, what's a host? What do you do there? And everything's based on AfterBuzz TV. Do you like Days of Our Lives? My, the soap Days of Our Lives, of course. And then I went on as a guest host, 
you, you couldn't get me out of that studio after that. I was like, the lights, the cameras, I'm in. I <laughs> love it all. <laughs> I love it all. And so it was me. And so then I just took in with them. And so I've been concurrently doing all these things in there. And then I got a doctorate in divinity. I've gone to school and I've gotten other degrees and stuff. But I got it for my years of service and servitude. And I'm an ordained minister also in the middle of all this stuff. And that's why I got that. And here I am today doing all the good things. <laughs> I feel like we could also have a spinoff of this episode about how <laughs> there are a lot of multi-passionate people in our industry. And I feel like everyone kind of tells you to find this focus, find a focus. But while I appreciate that, I feel in today's world, because of social media, we can do all those things that we're passionate about and find a way to weave them together and have this like successful career that you've created for yourself that's like no other. I'm glad you said that because there are some folks who are singularly focused. No problem mm-hmm. with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There are folks who like to sing and dance and garden. So why can't you do all of these things? And with good time management and with self-care, you can do them and be successful at them if that's how you're made up. I think in Hollywood, we're taught that nowadays you have to know different things to make it in Hollywood. It's very, this landscape has changed. And then I go back to corporate and there are many times in corporate world and even just in the hospitality world and retail world, if you they always say, you know, cross pollinate, cross train, cross pollinate. If you know four or five different things about that store, you're a better person to work there. If you know how to fold the jeans and turn on the lights, if you know all that stuff, it actually helps you. And if you like doing all that stuff, again, why not? Right. So tell us, James, and you, you do all these things and you do them very well. Thank you. Why is social media effective for you and how have you used it to work for you and your ever-changing day-to-day itinerary? Let me tell you, social media has been amazing for me in my careers. And I'll tell you, it's all about engagement. The one thing I want to begin this with, I want to demystify social media. I want people to stop being afraid of social media. I want people to relax about social media. Social media is not a scary thing. I want everybody just to relax. It's okay. It's out there. It's free. (laughs) It's there for you. You can learn how to use it. And when I say that, I know from experience, because many of us, like myself, I'm 50 years old, there wasn't social media when I first started my business. There wasn't certain things in place when I started. Uh, There was newspaper ads and the yellow pages and things like that. You you know, you were doing things, Craigslist, you're doing things that were different. Now you have this free space that's very vast and it really can work for you. For example, in my entertainment world, we didn't take our audience for granted. So I do these certain shows. For example, I do a show called, this the after show for the Hallmark hit series, When Calls the Heart. And I do a lot of stuff for Hallmark Channel. I work with them a lot in Crown Media. And they're great people to work with. And there's a whole audience of people out there who were from like the Midwest and the South, skewing 50 years old and older, who love the show. Well, we taught this audience how to go online and sign up for Twitter and tweet. So when the show is on, you'll do called live tweeting. It's really simple. I mean, really, after you learn how to go online and set up an account, and you just know how to go on, it's called live tweeting. They're live tweeting from us, talking to them, from teaching them how to do this. Now the show is one of the highest rated shows on cable. And on the night that it's happening, the number of tweets for that show are either number one or number two for the evening. Now we're talking about they're going against shows like 60 Minutes, Big Brother in the Summertime, Walking Dead. They're skewing one and two on tweeting alone. These are folks who didn't tweet before. 
Now, my shows I do at After Buzz TV, we do them live. You go on YouTube, and there's a they call a chat role next to it. So you can actually chat with us live during the show. We see it. We talk to you. We taught them how to do that. So we taught an audience to learn how to go on YouTube, sign up, and they're savvy now. I mean, I've got people in their 80s and their 70s and 80s who are just, they're way better than I am on technology these days, but they ought to be, they ought to do it. And they will retweet stuff and they will post stuff and they're on there engaging. And what it did also was solidify this community of, they call themselves the Hardies. I'm a Hardy, which they named themselves. And there's now almost 100,000 of them online. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. Like we built this from scratch six years ago. And so I can tell you for a fact that has helped the Hardys, that has helped Crown Media, that has helped my career. I've gotten fan events thrown for me because now I'm called King of the Hardys. They, they become King of the Hardys. And it's impacted my career because now they buy my books, they listen to my podcasts, they buy my music. I mean, it's spilled over to all different things that I do. So I'm just, that's just one example right there. It totally, it, it can work. I have so many questions for you from this <laughs> that I know our listeners are asking. And I guess I'll get the big one first. Okay, yeah. James, I get it. But you have a TV show. I'm a solopreneur who's never started any account. And now social media has been around for five plus years. Number one, is it too late for me? And will people care about, you know, I know the answer to this. And so do you do, James. But, you know, little old me doing what I do. How can this really help my bottom line? That's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked that question. I tell people, okay, you have to start somewhere. I started from scratch. So when I started social media, I didn't have a TV show. I didn't have a radio show. I started with posting things and trying to engage people. Websites are always a big thing. So you have a website. That's your calling card, and that's great. These are extensions of websites, and they're mostly in real. You can do these in real time. So there are five or six, seven different things you can do to try to build an audience. And like some of the things are, they have Facebook Lives, you like to talk, you can go online, and we'll talk about proper use of hashtags, things like that in a second, but it's more about, there's so many things you can do online with pictures, audio, you know, reaching out to people and kind of just engaging. There's so many things you can do online. You just have to start somewhere. If you could be a nobody, you would not, I was a nobody doing nothing. Came out there at four years old, started with a little Twitter page, started with a little Facebook page, and it takes a while sometimes. You have to be in it and you have to build it. But it can grow and it can't happen without a TV show or a radio show. I got the TV and radio show, as you said, from my online presence. Right. I didn't have that. You never know who's watching you. That's the thing. You never know. In my world, I'm the only organizer they know, besides Marie Kondo. I'm the only organizer they know. I may be Mac Paxson from my reporters. When they hear organizing stuff in my world in Hollywood, they come to me. Now, there's a million organizers in LA. I mean, there's a bunch of us in LA. But just because I'm kind of out there and I've been out there for a long time, I'm it. You may be the only organizer in your neighborhood, in your world. And once you start posting regularly and getting out there and doing some interesting things, people will see it. They may not even know who you are first. They'll see it and go, oh, that's that organizer person. Oh, okay. And then you become their go-to person and that's how you grow. Right. And it's that abundance mindset too, where like you said, there are a lot of organizers in LA and I'm sure they have their own little worlds too, where they are very successful for what it is that they're doing. There's enough audience members out there to go around to serve everyone's social media platform if yes. you're giving value and if you're being consistent with showing up. You know, you can't 
show up in May and then not peak up again until December. It's like a TV show, right? Like it has to come out consistently and people want to know what happens next. Oh, I'm so glad you said it. See, they always say this is the thing, this is a little tip for you for everyone out there. The key to getting noticed is to consistently post stuff. It could be once a day, it could be twice a day, it could be three times a day, it doesn't matter. But I always say at least once a day, post something. If you want people to get into the habit of looking for you, mm-hmm. looking for your content. So when they wake up or at the end of the day, a lot of us go to certain places or we go online to certain pages and they pop up. There are people that I didn't know who they were, but in my feed, they kept popping up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and after all, I'm like, who's that? And then I would look. And I think that's kind of, like you said, the consistency of just keep doing it. And after a while, people are like, well, who is that? And then we stop and look. And you post interesting pictures or good quotes. Or I mean, it's many things you can do to post if you're not sure about yourself so much at first. There's quotes you can post or a book that you like. Post pictures of the book you like. I mean, like, give suggestions. Post about tips to your business. Post your business you know, logo over and over again. Like, whatever it is, you do it consistently, people will start to look for you and look for your content, and you'll become part of their online lives. Okay, I want to get into hashtags, but before we do, I need to take a quick break so we can hear a message from NAPO. But when we're back, we're going to talk from the beginning, like the ABCs of hashtags, and then we'll get into a little more advanced discussion about it. But it's going to be a good one. So we'll be right back. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer NAPO University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. All right, NAPO listeners, Standout Podcast. I'm here with James Lott, and we were just talking about the importance and effectiveness of social media. To quickly recap, James started out, he totally restarted his life at 40 and got into the social media game first and then was discovered by people who could take his career to the next level. And no matter what it is that you want out of your career, if you're putting it out there, if you're showing up consistently on whatever platform you choose, someone will start to notice, whether it's your next client, your next collaborator, whatever that is for you. Okay, James, let's talk about how we get discovered because there is a lot of noise on social media. There's a lot of organizers out there, a lot of productivity specialists out there. How do our listeners stand out? Several things. One is be as creative as you want to be. Of course, within your branding. First of all, you have to know who you are. Right. It's a business. And that's just for everything, right? I mean, it, it kind of, again, extends to websites and other things you're doing, traditional things you're doing. Who are you? Why should anybody look at you or listen to you? Why should they hire you? As long as you know those things, then you can go forth into social media game. Because people want to be told who you are. They want to they be able to label you and know who you are. So for me, I'm the super organizer. I thank God every day that I thought of that up and that no one had it. <laughs> that I'm going to be a man. I found a good logo. I have a good name. And that it's worked for me. So you kind of know what I do. is super organizer. Okay. And then I'm this big, tall black man with a deep voice. And it all fits my branding. But I'm also a very friendly person. I'm very, I'm fun. I can be silly. And so that's all part of my branding too. I'm, I'm like the every guy. I'm somebody who's out here doing it. And I do it every day. So now that I know all that, I was able to go online and be within that however I want to. Like, it could be a a small video. It could be me laying in a pile of clothes and talking to you about something serious. I found if you can be creative, 
within limits or whatever, that it's not nothing's going to hurt your career, do it. You have a lot of people who own horses and stables. Get on a horse. It's all about organizing. That'll attract people who may need your services, who are, are horse trainers or horse riders or own stable. Learn who your audience is and maybe cater to them on social media. Now, the great thing about social media is there's a lot of different sites nowadays that are very specific. There are organizing groups on Facebook. There are groups for every city on Facebook just about nowadays. There are chambers of commerce sites on social media. That's across the board, Twitter, Instagram, all this stuff. So you can actually go towards them to promote and get them on your radar. Now, hashtagging is a major component to all social media. And it's one of those things you're like, how do I use it? What words should I use? That can be confusing and can be daunting because you're just like, well, I typed in organizing, nothing happened. You may have to type in certain specific keywords that will attract attention. Here's a little tip for you. You can go online. A lot of times when you start typing a word, see what comes up. If it comes up, then that's already a popular hashtag. You want to use that. It relates to your business. Well, here's an example. When I started on Instagram and on Twitter, I started hashtagging myself, James Law Jr. and a super organizer. Three years in, I went to my I went on a TV show and my co-host at the time went to look me up. And she's like, you have a hashtag. You have your own hashtag. And so he calls me hashtag James Law Jr. to this day. I'm only six years. <laughs> hashtag James Law Jr. And I said, well, you just, and about being consistent. So every post that I did, I hashtag James Law Jr. Super Organizer. That's the very least. So you can hashtag your business, hashtag your name. It starts to generate. The algorithms actually generate this thing where now you become into the system, you become popular, at least through hashtagging. So when people look things up, you will come up. The whole point of hashtagging is, if you don't know what hashtagging is, it's that number sign that was on your phone. <laughs> now it's called a hashtag. And it's to help people find things easier, find things in groups easier, look for a subject easier. That's what hashtagging is. I mean, it's kind of like organizing, James, right? Like it's a way to organize it is. photos really on social media platforms or if you're on Twitter, like a discussion that you're having. Yeah. So that's what I want to say to our listeners too. It's kind of like what we do with physical things or even with digital things, but it's for the social media world. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's a great analogy there. It's, it's very much like what we do. We organize our lives, organize things. It's very much a way to organize all the thoughts and people and places and things. And so probably, so to me, it's like sometimes type in, so you can test it on any social media platform, type in something and think, okay, cheese pizza, type it in. Is it a popular hashtag? It'll show you how popular it is. And if it's popular and you're selling cheese pizza, that's the hashtag you're going to use. If it's home organization, start typing that in. Sometimes even the wording is very important. Is home organizer very popular or is it home organizing? Maybe it's both. And you hashtag both. It takes a little time, but it's really worth it because when people search things all the time, you will pop up. And in the end, you're like, what does that mean? Well, that could mean jobs for you, speaking engagements, depending on what you're doing. It could mean more eyes on your business. I've had it translate personally to me to more business and things like that. It's happened. I looked you up and I looked up the organizers and you popped up. You'll hear that. And I'll talk to you. So, I mean, hashtagging is very important. Also, another tip, people don't understand this. When you hashtag multiple words, you have to have a space in between each hashtag word combination. When you do stack them up all together, it takes away everything. So you have to go hashtag organizing space 
hashtag home organizing space, hashtag James Lajina. That's how you're supposed to do it. I have some folks asking about that. They're like, well, nothing ever happened. I'm like, well, you, you put them all together. You have the space in between for it to be effective. Okay, James, how can our listeners utilize hashtags on an ongoing basis? Should they reuse the same ones over and over again? Should they have old faithfuls like the name of their business, their name, and then ones that relate to whatever they're sharing? Like, What should they do so they can create a system and it doesn't have to be so daunting day in and day out? Always, 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 always hashtag your business. So your business name, for sure. If you want to do your own name too, you can't. Some people don't want to do that. Yeah, they want to be separate. I do both. So it just comes up and just sort of, I get double hits. It comes on. And then, yes, I would use some of the same ones. If it's a general post, a posting like organization or this or Atari or NASA, you know, NAPO or whatever, always have those. But yes, you should also have some that are specific to that post. If you're doing a post about home organization, try to do hashtags that really have to do with home. So you get a hashtag living. Hashtag apartments, you know, whatever, whatever it is, hashtag home decor, like whatever you, I would say some things have to be specific for each post, but for in general, I would say how about four or five hashtags you always use that can work and then have a few after that. And you can never have too many hashtags, of course, people will do a million of them. I do maybe at the most eight or nine at a time mm-hmm. if it calls for it. I don't do 20 of them, but sometimes the more hashtags you use, the more it does get you out there. So there's not, you can never do too many. Right. But for me, I try to do about eight or nine at the most, and then it's, I'm good to go. But yeah, just have those ones you always use. But I say always, always hashtag your business. Always your business name. Always. I think that's super smart because that's a great way too if you just meet someone in an elevator and maybe you rattle off your website or whatever it is. But you can also say, hey, I'm on Instagram. Search hashtag ABC organizing. And you can kind of see like a running account of your work quickly with yes. someone. Right? Like that's kind of yeah. cool too. You, oh my God, you just, you just said something. Yes. A lot of us are on the run. A lot of us are out there and you say we're organizers. You always get that. You're an organizer. Oh my goodness. I could use you. Where can I find you? Well, not everybody has cards anymore. I have cards, but everybody has cards. People are kind of doing away with cards. So for me, it is easy to say, I'll say either Google me, James Blood Jr. Or I'll say, just look up Super Organizer on any social media platform, on all social media platforms. Just say it. And sometimes they will do that. They will just go and they'll hashtag super organizer and oh, I found you. And I'll see I have a new follower or I have a new like on something. And make sure you have something current up there that's up there for them to look at. But nowadays, because we're on the run, we're on the go, we're busy, we're shopping, you may you know you don't know who you're gonna talk to. You just don't know who you're gonna talk to. Or you're at a conference, or you're at a small meet, business meeting and a mixer. All you gotta say is just look me up at under super organizer. Go anywhere, I'm on everything. And also one thing I wanna say too. An association with hashtags, your social media handles. That's very important. I was taught this by my, I call him my Hollywood papa. He was one of my mentors in the business. They was Kevin Undergaro. Consistency, consistency, consistency. So what is a handle, James? Really quick for everyone who maybe is yet to be on a platform. What is a handle? Okay. Handle is your name. It is your name that you're going to have online. They used to say, you used to call them screen names back in the day. Your screen mm-hmm. name. Yeah, they did. The, remember that? They don't say that anymore. It's just, it's just your, your name now. It's your name that will be the title and header of your pages on any social media. So for me, when I talk to people from my regular stuff, I'm like, hi, I'm James Lodge Jr. You can follow me where all James Lodge Jr. are sold at James Lodge Jr. and all social media platforms. That's my tagline. I made everything James Law Jr. for my media stuff, just James Law Jr. Now, for organizing, I'm the super organizer across the board. 
And yes, Rochelle, across the board. So if you can, because now it's getting a little harder sometimes because there's a lot of people out there. It gets, gets a little harder. But you want to make sure that it's either all the same or very similar. So on Facebook, I'm the SOS show. And then on Twitter, I'm the SOS underscore show, just because that's where the show was taken. So it's still close enough so that it's not so different. So when you tell people, look up the SOS show, you'll still come up. It's just as important as the hashtags that your names, your handles on social media platforms are, again, consistent, that people can look up, oh, okay, I found that person. And make sure also that your profile picture, heading picture, they have their names for it, is consistent across the board too. I always say, use the same one for everything. So my last has my logo. So my logo, a picture of me, that's across the board. Because now you're recognizable. I'll know exactly what your brand is when I come across it, no matter if I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yes. But also, there may be some names similar to yours that are so similar that you're like, I can't tell if that's the person I was talking to. Was that him? So this has the SRS show one, or SRS show two. But if you recognize my logo or see my face on it, that's who I talk to. James Lodgers, James Lodgers, right there. Perfect. So good. And you brought up a couple points too. So listeners, one thing is, let's say you're a listener and you've not yet put your toe in the water with starting your own business or working for yourself as a solopreneur. In addition to seeing if someone has like your website name, I think it's equally as important to see if they have your handle or what was the old school name? The Your screen, screen, your screen, screen name, name for that business as well in, in some iteration so that you're not something different on all the different platforms and you can hopefully get that consistency. James, I know our listeners are also saying, wait a minute, do I have to be on all the things? Do I have to be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? I'm going to say it, TikTok, like all these things are never ending. Do I have to be on all of them? Can I pick a few? Does that mean, should I do it all or nothing? What's your take on that question? Okay. This may be controversial and this may be people may be like, oh God, you got to be on everything. Sorry. For me, when I did it, I was doing Periscope. because That was big for a minute. I was doing Periscope, yeah. YouTube, then I did, then did Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I was doing all those, LinkedIn. And there was one called Stumble Upon. I was on that for a while. It went out of business. But I would say you have to be on the big four. If you're not going to do videos, then you go on YouTube. Obviously, you're not going to do, if you're not gonna do any significant videos, and YouTube is not your thing. But on the other ones, I say LinkedIn. LinkedIn has got me so much attention in business. I love it. Yes. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those for sure. Yes, yes, yes. And for organizers, I'll even add Pinterest. Oh, 100%. Another day, one of my blog posts blew up because I had posted it on Pinterest and it just blew up. And I, you can see, see all your analytics. And it was like, Pinterest, you had like a thousand people view this one post today from Pinterest alone. I'm like, oh, okay, Pinterest, thank you. But yes, you're going to have to be. Sorry, folks. I didn't, I know it's work, but we're organizers. You can organize your time. We can talk about that, we can talk about that too, how I do it. You can do it. But nowadays, you have to be on all of them. And there are ways you can do it where you put out a post and it goes to four or five different things. Right. So that's not a whole other story. But no, to answer your question, yes, I'm sorry. You got to be on all of them to be effective because you never know where the source of income or attention will come from. I can't agree more. I have two more questions for you, James. One is this. You are very charismatic. You have a great voice. You are entertaining, obviously. What if a listener is saying, I don't have those attributes or I'm not comfortable sharing myself where I'm the face of the camera, the face of my business. I'm not on YouTube, but I know I should still be on social. What are your tips and tricks for those professionals who want to share the goods and want to be discovered on social media, but don't feel comfortable in front of the camera? 
Good question. And some of the platforms, pictures do tell them a thousand words. Sometimes the best pictures, befores and afters, of course, yes. commissions for your clients, or posting the best tools. I go to big lots, I go to 99 cent stores, I go to container, I go to all these places. If I see something I think it's amazing, no matter where it is, I get a picture of it, do a link. The pictures are right now, everybody loves pictures. Or videos with you not in them. I mean, you can just, you just videotape something you found and put it on there, a little 30-second video. Now, if you have a team of people underneath you, if some of you have staff, find that person who likes being on camera. Have them do the speaking for you on videos if you don't want to do it. There are people who love being on camera, people who love doing that kind of stuff nowadays. You never know who's on your team. Utilize your team. You may have somebody who really likes to talk. And, you know, you work on a script or whatever, tell what you want them to do for the 20 seconds or three minutes, or however long you want to do something. Have them do it. You don't have to do it. Delegation is great. And there are some folks where it breaks up just the workflow a little bit. It's like, good. It's like, I can do something fun today. I get to record a couple of videos today for the company. Right. And that's exciting. Right. So have them do it. We need, again, stop being afraid. You never know when you challenge yourself and think outside the box what may come of it. You may end up loving it. There's no such thing as perfection. I say it in my business all the time. Forget the word perfect. Throw it out of your vocabulary. There's no such thing as perfection. You got to do 10 takes to something. Do 10 takes to something. It does not matter. I'm not always perfect every time, too. Trust me. I remember having to record an audio for my radio show. It took me 20 takes to get through it. One time. <laughs> and I could talk. And I know, I know how to do this. But it was just like I kept stumbling on certain words. And I did, it's fine. You know, if you're a little nervous, it's fine. You should be a little nervous. That's fine. I just think that you may be pleasantly surprised that you like it if you try it. And you don't have to be outrageous or anything. Just talk plainly. Be authentic and just talk about what you're talking about. You know, I love the shelving unit. I just want to share with you guys out there that the shelving unit just works so well with my clients. And I really want to share it with you. If you want to know more about that, contact me at the Super Organizer. I'm James Lodge Jr. and thanks for watching. Done. You don't have to do hoops. You don't have to, you have to, have to juggle and pat your head at the same time. But you'll be very surprised when you challenge yourself. You may actually like being on camera after a while. And like, this is kind of works for me because here's the real, I call real truths. The real truth is you have to sell yourself and you're for your business. You are your business. In our industry, the organizer, almost well, same thing in our entertainment industry, the actor, the host, you're the brand, you're the business. You have to sell yourself. You're in the wrong business if you don't want to sell yourself. I mean, you, have, you just have, you have to get out there and you have to show people you have a great product and how else can you do that? You have to kind of get out there, but there are ways to do it. And there's ways to do it where you can feel somewhat comfortable. I can't agree more. I want to give our listeners a little tough love and agree with you that you may not like it or you may feel like you're not this other person who you like following on social media or you've hear, heard so much about. But I'm telling you, I think authenticity is kind of a buzzword and sometimes people use it too much. But I like it because it's it's kind of that thing where like if you are a quiet, reserved person, you will probably attract clients who appreciate that. And they need to know that they're not going to be with that high energetic person that they see that they're fun to watch, but they want to work with you because they'll feel more comfortable coming to you or you just attract them because of your calmness and your steadiness. So don't be ashamed of who you are in that everyday, you know, Susie Q that you are. It is a really good thing. I'm so glad you said that. Oh my goodness. I was, I was going to say something like that. I'm glad you said it. The thing is, sometimes we attract like, and so I'm not for everybody. Trust me. I mean, there are people who are just like, you're just too perky to that. You're not for you. <laughs> I mean, it's, the client is as individual as we are. Yes. So you're looking for somebody to be the right fit for them. 
and their lifestyle to bring them into their home. So your style may be the perfect style for them. And they go, yes. Or even seeing you. They may be like, yes. I can, we're the same, around the same age. I like that. Or they want someone younger. They want the energy. So they see you and go, I'm going to hire her because I like her energy. She's younger. She'll get me motivated. I mean, there's so many things that video and audio can do that you'd be very surprised that you'll find a like attracts like sometimes or even the opposite where they're like, I'm quiet. I need someone to bring me on my show. Mm-hmm. And I know the word authentic is, and it's crazy. I get called authentic all the time, but it's, I'm sorry, folks. It's what people want now. They want people who are real. They don't want bells and whistles because nowadays money is tight and there's a lot of work to go around. Trust and believe there is enough work to go around for everybody in this country. Trust me. There's no competition. And there are a lot of people who don't know what we do. And there are a lot of folks who don't know we exist. So I feel like I'm preaching all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I, but it's like there's a lot of folks who don't know that we're not an elective service, that we are necessary. We're one of the few organizations in the field where from toddler to death, everyone could use us. Absolutely. Yep. Think about it. Anyone can use us in some form. Organization, time management, productivity, that's universal. Sure is. Get out there, folks. Social media is there to get out there. That's what it's there for. Get out there. You do you. You don't need media training. It's your media. You you do you. And if that means you're monotone and you're sitting in a desk and you have a white wall behind you, live your best life (laughs) and just share that good value. Exactly. You be yourself. If you like to sing and dance, because a lot of us come from other fields. Sure, and, yeah. And like I said, you used to, you used to work at entertainment too. I have friends who did radio before. So bring that on with you. You might, if you do like to juggle, juggle while you're talking about organizing. Like, why not? I mean, like, it's just, it's such an open forum. And social media, you can do anything. You can be anything. You can really create this world in real time. Where, you know, websites, a lot of times you post something that's kind of sitting there. This is stuff you can, every second you can update it somehow. That's the beauty about social media. And it does get out there and it takes time to grow. Like anything else, like your business, it takes time to grow. And I always tell people, connect with other people in our business. Find those Facebook groups, find those Twitter hashtags for you and start following them. That's another trick too. Follow other people who are like you. So you're all following each other. Look at their lists of who's following them or who they're following and follow them. That's how you build that's how you grow, and that's how you get more attention. Mm-hmm. So good, James. Okay, I need you to leave our listeners with two sticky notes. What are two high-impact pieces of advice you can leave them with so they can make a change for their business, social media, confidence? Because I feel like we kind of touched on that a little bit today too. What are two sticky notes you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, one, like I said before, there is no such thing as perfection. I want to say that 20,000 times. There's no such thing as perfection. It's never perfect. I put out videos that were sometimes, okay, always we do your best. But don't look for, for perfection because that will stump you. And we know this in our organizing world. There are some folks who are clients are perfectionists. Oh, it has to be this way. For yourself, forgive yourself, and just put out what you think is good and learn from it and keep doing it consistently. That's one thing. Number two, I challenge and invite anybody who doesn't have a Facebook page or an Instagram page, or a Twitter page, or a LinkedIn page. I know a few folks who don't have those either. Create one today. Or yeah. whatever you're doing this, create one. You don't have to do all four if you don't want to. Pick one. If you don't have one, do it. If you don't have a LinkedIn page, I tell you, please do one. You will not be sorry at LinkedIn. Do a LinkedIn page. Instagram, do an Instagram page. 
do it today. It doesn't take that long to do it. Set aside maybe an hour and then sit down and do it. Don't procrastinate and do it. And then start posting. If you need any help, you can always ask me. I'm available. But just like, I mean, I say start it. Do. I'm, always, I'm a doer. So I'm always like, and my saying, my motto of my business is small steps lead to large rewards. So start small. So just pick one and start it. You got to get started. James, where can our listeners find you? I know we kind of already talked about that, but <laughs> share with us again the best places to find you and, and engage with you. Yes, there are so things. Okay, so number one, you can follow me at James Lott Jr. We're all James Lott Jr. are sold, as I said earlier, at all senior platforms at James Lott Jr. So that's number one. And that will lead you to different things, of course. My blog is the superorganizeruniverse.com. My radio show, which many Naval members, and thank you, Naval members, for being on my show, and I have more coming up, is at iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and iTunes under the SOS Show with James Lott Jr. It comes out every Monday. And you can find it there. Again, you can type in James Lott Jr. You'll find me there too. But those are the best bets to find me and start from there. And I'm also a Naples member, Naples National member. So if you're a Naples member, you can find me on, on Naples too. I'm there also. So good. We've got so many good members at Naples. It's And listeners, if you're not yet a member, you know that's okay. But at the same time, it's just this really great group of professionals who love being together and collaborating and sharing your knowledge. I mean, that's why the Standout Podcast is here. So James... Thank you so much for your time, your expertise, and your perspective on social media. It was super fresh. I think a lot of times we can hear from it from that marketing standpoint, and that can get kind of dry and feel daunting. And I love that you're like, just take a picture. Just share it. You know, like just like Nike said, just do it. Just do it. Seriously. And I just want to say, I agree with you. Naples members are the best. They're so wonderful. I love conversing with them, talking with them, interacting with them. If you're not an April member, I highly suggest you look into joining. Yeah, I do agree. Okay, listeners, how are you going to own this? You listened to the episode. Now you got to do something different to make a change in your business, whether you're new, haven't started, you've been in business for 15 years. You've got to make a change. You're listening so you can stay relevant. So like James said, where are you not present and how can you show up and be your best self? I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Standout. Thanks for being here with me and learning with me. If you like this podcast, if you're able to walk away with something inspirational or valuable, leave us a review. Let us know. Hit that subscribe button. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us that review, please feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, and whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.